Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Keep listening to find out how you are thinking about habits all wrong and why you need to start small to create big changes. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. Now, for those of us who are at home in lockdown, I know that this has proved a little bit useful for some people reading a few more books. So I'm quite excited to share with you that I am now an affiliate member of Archley's Book of Books. Now, I've talked about Archley's Book of Books before, and I've shared a couple of links on the podcast show notes, but also on my social media. Archley's Book of Books is a book journal, so you can record the three best ideas that you took from a book. I know, how perfect could that format be for me? Jess and the team from Archley's have made this beautiful book journal and like I said you can record about the book, about when you were reading it, what was going on for you when you read it and there's going to be I think some interesting reflection as I look back over mine in the months and years to come and see what I was reading at the moment at this point in time during COVID-19, during lockdown etc and seeing what it is that resonates with me in those books during this time maybe compared to other points of time. Now my fellow bookworms if you like books which I know you do and you like discounts which I'd imagine you do because you're a human being this little partnership benefits you too because you can get 15% off your copy of the book of books. So if you're looking for a gift for yourself to help you remember some of the books that you've read and the big ideas the lessons you took from them I mean that's why I started this podcast is to scratch that particular itch you can go and grab yourself one of those books for 15% off using the link that is in the show notes or if you're feeling particularly generous you want to buy one for a friend who is rather bookish and you think this would be a great addition to their book collection and to help them remember the ideas that they've taken from the books they're reading too then you hop on over to that same link and grab yourself 15% off. I promise I won't tell your friend that you nabbed a sweet discount on their gift. Now speaking of books and big ideas I read this book a couple of weeks ago and, and normally I don't share the books that I've been reading necessarily straight after I've read them and I normally wait a couple of weeks or sometimes even months between reading the book and sharing the big ideas but this one I could not resist because I enjoyed it so much I gave it all the stars in Goodreads and I know a couple of people when I was sharing about this on social media were surprised that I enjoyed the book so much given the amount of overlap with Atomic Habits, which is my, one of my other favourite books by James Clear. Now, I talked about that book in a previous episode. Recommend you go back and listen to that one because it is a book I gift and recommend a huge amount. That said, if you are gifting a book about habits to someone, I would actually suggest starting with Tiny Habits. And I'll tell you a little bit more as to why as we go through the big ideas. But it is to me the go-to book I think for starting to build habits so if you struggle with making habits if you know that you have struggled previously with starting to create new habits I would actually start with tiny habit and see how you go all right without further ado let's go into a little bit more about the author and then the book and then the big ideas as we usually do a little bit about the author the new guru that you should know according to fortune BJ Fogg runs the behavior design lab at Stanford He's invested over 20 years researching and teaching insights about human behavior. His early research on persuasive technology has informed the design of products that millions love and use, like Instagram, which one of his students co-founded. 
Now he is taking everything he knows about behavior change, including his experience personally coaching 40,000 people to help people lose weight, de-stress, sleep better, or achieve any goal of your choice. You just need Fogg's behavior formula. Make it easy, make it fit your life, and make it rewarding. Whenever you get into your car, take one yoga breath, smile. Whenever you get into your bed, turn off your phone and give yourself a high five. Change can be easy. Once it starts, it grows. And that's taken from tinyhabits.com. Link is in the show notes. So a little bit about the book. In the widely anticipated book, Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything, readers will discover the landmark Tiny Habits method that has helped thousands of people build their ideal lives. Unlike anything that's come before, this system, what Dr. Fogg has coined behavior design, cracks the code of habit formation. The content in this book is practical, immediately applicable, and most importantly, brand new. Tiny Habits is not just a summary of existing methods. Each chapter shares breakthrough insights and simple steps you can take to improve your life. All of this is based on Dr. Fogg's groundbreaking research in behavior design. At the heart of this book is a startling truth. Creating a happier, healthier life can be both easy and fun. Again, taken from tinyhabits.com, link in the show notes. I've also included links to the Tiny Habits website where there's a free five-day course and some several other really good resources to help you shape your behavior design, but also a link to BJ's TED Talk. It's from 2012, so it's kind of a little bit earlier on in some of his research, but it covers some of the, the main ideas in the book. And you should have a look at that. As usual in the show notes, also got some of my favorite quotes, so you can check those out too. And they are in a clickable, shareable mode, so you can share those with your friends. I'll also be sharing them as usual on my Instagram, so you can follow me at Steph's Biz Bookshelf, link in the show notes there too, and tag your friends who need to build some better habits. I mean, that's quite passive aggressive. I probably wouldn't recommend doing that completely, but you know, maybe send them a private message or something. There we go. All right, let's get into the three big ideas I took from the excellent book, Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Number one, motivation is not the answer. We often fall into the trap of relying solely on motivation to force us into doing things that we think we want to do or we've said we want to do or we think other people think we should do, which is a bit of a recipe for disaster as we've probably all found. However, BJ talks about the fact that once you build habits, you can kind of do anything. It is a superpower. He provides these recipes in the book, more on that to talk about later, for habit building. And one of the traps we often fall into is we're not starting small enough, which means that this magic idea of willpower or motivation runs out pretty quickly as soon as we fall into a harder part. In the book, he shares examples of from his own life where he started flossing by flossing just one tooth. That's all he had to do. That was the minimum viable amount that he had to do in order to have achieved that particular habit. Now, invariably, very quickly, he ended up flossing more teeth, but all he had to do to succeed was do one tooth. Similarly, other people, including himself, start with one press up. All you have to do for your workout is one press up, that's it. Now you can carry on and do 50 if you're feeling kind of bold, but if you don't have the motivation or this willpower or that's not feeling good for you at that point, that's okay. You only have to do one and you have still succeeded. Motivation is an unreliable and unhelpful beast and where possible should be avoided in making us do anything. 
So we need to focus instead on systems of behavior design and the emotion that we feel when we do the particular action. Because what we're trying to do, or what BJ's trying to do in his work, is help people do what they already want to do. So there should be no motivation involved. If you really want to do this thing or build this habit, it should in, in many ways be easy, but only if you design it the right way. There's a great quote in the book, which is one of the ones that I've shared this week, that says, we are not the problem. Our approach to changes, it's the design flaw, not a personal flaw. And I'm sure I'm not alone, I'm sure you're not alone, in beating ourselves up previously for not being able to make habits stick. And a lot of that is because we're designing them wrong. Not that we're not good enough or we have failed. So that's big idea number one. Motivation is not the answer. We need to be designing our habits better. Which brings me to big idea number two. The recipe for habits. First of all, we need to get really clear on our aspiration. What is it that we want to be better at or do more regularly or, or maybe not do as regularly, whatever it is. We need to get really clear on the aspiration. Now, a lot of people at this point would go, I want to sleep better, I want to be less stressed. And we kind of stop there, rather than then doing the next step of identifying all the ways that that can happen. What are the actual actions that can result in that aspiration? Because sleeping better is an outcome, not an action. Once you've brainstormed all the different ways that you can make that happen, all the different actions you can take, even the ridiculous ones and the ones that you'd never be able to do, brainstorm all of them. Once you've done that, you can plot them into a handy two by two, which maps them into an effectiveness versus your ability to do them. What you're looking for are the ones that are the most effective and have the most impact in you meeting your or creating your aspiration and are the easiest to make yourself do and you have the ability to do. So we need to make sure we're talking about specific actions, not outcomes, and we're focusing on the ones that we realistically we're going to be able to do. Then it's a question of thinking about, well, do we just need a prompt? Do you actually just need a reminder? Starting from the basics, a lot of the time, again, we'll start from motivation. I need to motivate or force myself to do this thing. Maybe we need to wind that back and think, actually, do I just need reminding to do this? Now, this is where you can attach a new action to an existing habit. So let's take flossing for an example. That is a very easy one and, and possibly one that you might be thinking about. The reminder is the previous action. So I would hope that you already have a good habit of brushing your teeth. That is your anchor that you're gonna attach your new flossing habit to. So every time you clean your teeth, or maybe in the evening when you clean your teeth, or in the morning, whichever one you want to, to choose, you floss one tooth. And maybe you leave the floss out by your toothbrush to as an extra reminder. The point is you're not having to remember to do a new thing at a new time because you're attaching it to something you're already doing. Oh, and you obviously have to start tiny. So it'd be flossing the one tooth. Now this level of specific design is important. And if you're finding that bit challenging, you need to always be asking yourself the question, how can I make this easier to do? Now that partly might be environment design, it might be hanging it off or anchoring it to a different habit. If you find that flossing your teeth while you make your morning coffee is challenging, maybe you're not actually anchoring it to the right habit. Bringing it to something that's in the same context, such as cleaning your teeth, would be much more sensible. So an example that I have been putting into place since reading this book, and has stuck much quicker than when I've tried similar things before, is doing 10 squats. 
So given we were in lockdown mode, one of the things that I was very conscious of was wanting to move a bit more during the day. I'm going out for walks, I'm doing Pilates classes, but I'm not getting that incidental exercise. So I wanted to make sure that I was moving a lot throughout the day. What I tried before reading this book was every hour I would do 10 squats and I had a whiteboard that I was tallying up the squats that I was doing. What I found though was it would go hours and hours because invariably at the top of an hour I'd be going into a, a video conference meeting or I'd be in the middle of something and I wouldn't want to break that flow to go and do my squats. And obviously then I forgot and I'd end up binge squatting later in the day or just not really getting around to them. So what I've done instead is I've attached it to something that I already do regularly during the day, which is go to the bathroom. So every time I flush the toilet, I do 10 squats and I do it before I wash my hands. So I do it between flushing the toilet and washing my hands because I've also tried a similar attachment before to whenever you, after I've been to the bathroom, come out and do some press ups or some squats or something. What I found though is invariably once I had left the bathroom, that was it, that idea had gone and I was already doing the next thing that I was going to do. So by attaching it to something that I do as a specific action, which is flushing the toilets, I then do my squats and then I wash my hands. I also found that this gave me a good catch because if I forgot to do it as I flushed the toilet and I already started washing my hands, I could then do it whilst washing my hands, obviously turning off the water first or after washing my hands, but it gave me a few different catch points to still do the habit at roughly the right time in the right place and therefore build that habit. And it's been about two and a half weeks now and I'm doing between 80 and 100 squats a day as a result of this very quick, simple habit. So that's big idea number two, the recipe for habits. Big idea number three, our emotions drive our habits. We'll only do the things that make us feel good. This links to one of the other quotes I've included in the show notes, which is there is a direct connection between what you feel when you do a behavior and the likelihood that you will repeat the behavior in the future. Again, you've probably found yourself in previous situations where you've been building a habit, doing things almost as punishment and probably particularly where it comes to things like exercise or eating healthier. So we need to make ourselves feel good in order to repeat the behavior, that new habit again in the future. This is the unique element of tiny habits, which is the idea of celebration. This is not an incentive or a reward. So what you have to do is when you do your one tooth floss, or when you do your 10 squats, or when you do your three press ups, or whatever it is that you're trying to do, you celebrate. And for some people that might be a little smile to yourself in the mirror. For others, it might be a dance around the lounge. For others, it might be putting your hands in the air and fist pumping the ceiling. Whatever it is, celebrate and celebrate the tiny habit. So if it's the one tooth, the, two, the one press up, the one squat, whatever it is, celebrate that. Because that is the thing that our brains will remember. They'll associate that great feeling that we had because if you've read anything or read or heard anything about how your, your body controls your brain in terms of when you put your body into a great celebration type position, makes your body feel good it reduces the stress hormones it improves your happy hormones and it makes you feel pretty good so this celebration makes us feel good makes us want to do that thing again that made us feel good and so on and so forth now you don't necessarily need to do that forever once the habit is embedded you don't always have to celebrate it anymore but if you ever find yourself slipping out of it maybe it's a good idea to come back to the celebration now, I've told a couple of people about this just after or as a result of reading the book because I thought it was quite an exciting idea. 
And for a couple of them, they, I know, have really struggled with, with creating healthy habits for themselves in future, to the extent that I know one of them in particular doesn't think that she has it in her to do good things for herself. So when I told her this, her reaction was, oh, I really like that. I think I could do that. And I think that would help. So I found that really exciting that someone who has almost written themselves off in terms of building healthy habits for themselves has stopped and heard that idea and thought, actually, that, that will make me feel good. I will feel good even if I've done something that I have to feel like I normally have to force myself to do, but I can do a tiny part of it and I can celebrate afterwards. Now I said that this is not an incentive or, or a reward. This has to happen immediately after doing the thing. So this can't be at the end of the week, if I do my five workouts or if I do all my squats or I do all my press ups, then I can go for a massage. That's a reward or an incentive. They're useful. That can, that can form part of your habit routine. However, that is not the celebration. The celebration is a little tiny micro thing you do to move your body or do something in a way that helps you feel really good and big and successful as a result of doing your new habit. Now you can help others feel this too. And there's some really great content at the end of the book about teams and businesses and how organizations or teams in particular can help each other to feel good about the habits that they're building. Now, I don't know about you, but certainly in my team at the moment, we're having a lot of conversation around how we can hold ourselves more accountable and help each other hold ourselves accountable to healthy habits in particular. So this is something you can build in into your team conversations too. You can also help others feel like this, particularly if you live with them. When they do the habit, maybe you give them a little high five. Or maybe they give you a high five and that helps you feel a little moment of celebration as a result of doing your new habit. So this was really exciting. This was something I hadn't seen before in any other habit books that I've read and I've read quite a few. It's a a topic I really enjoy reading about, this idea of the celebration and that the emotions drive our habits. So that's big idea number three emotions drive our habits. So we go, little recap. Big idea number one, motivation is not the answer. We need to design our habits. Number two, the recipe for habits. And big idea number three, emotions drive our habits. As you've probably gathered, I really did enjoy this book. I would hugely recommend it. And if you are particularly struggling at the moment with building new habits or healthy habits as a result of being in lockdown, working from home, maybe being furloughed and having a very different routine to normal, this book, I think, will really help you. I know it certainly helped me because I was thinking about, well, how do I build my my new routine and the things that I enjoyed in my old routine, which are no longer available, into this context? Not to say that it won't be useful afterwards because we'll have to rebuild some of those and maybe build those in a, in a more phased way. It's a fun read too and there's heaps of examples and stories in there from BJ and the people who have learned from him and obviously his own personal life and how he's applied this himself. And this episode probably could have been an hour long where I went into all of the different things that he talks about, but I won't do that. I'll save you from it. Now, if you are ordering some books at the moment to fill your time, you can hop over to the book depository. There is a link in the show notes to my affiliate site where you can buy this book, which goes to support the podcast. Now, if you have read this book, I'd love to hear from you. Link to my LinkedIn and Instagram, as usual, are in the show notes. Drop me a message. I would love to know what habits you have built as a result of this book. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.